Mr. The Man That Is Known As Jelly, how are you doing? Mr. The Artist, formerly known as Russell, I am well. Yeah, I'm working on a symbol that's going to go into the new Emoji 9.0 Unicode specification. It's going to be just, this will be my new name. You now have to call me by this. So I'm, I'm going one up you, Jelly. It's just like, I'm going to be an emoji. I don't, I think you're already an emoji. You're that little one with the little, like, the little look that's on your avatar, right? The, oh, that's true, that's true. The, like, that did take a lot off of into the sunset and wandering about life. So speaking of all things digital, Jelly, have you ever heard of a Bitcoin? A Bitcoin? Is that yeah, like, like a, a bit of a coin? So like, you know, when you like ch- <laughs> you chomp on a coin, check check if it's real. If it's not real, does that mean that you have like a bit of coin inside of you? Is that what are you like you Yosemite Sam? You, you know, our <laughs> coins aren't made of like gold and stuff anymore. <laughs> Biting on them's not really going to well, help. Well, it could be made of chocolate. I, you know. <laughs> no, I'm talking about the digital currency. So you've got oh right, yeah, you've got Bitcoin. The world is also full of things called altcoins. I don't know if you've ever heard of, of any of those. Oh yeah, I, I used to. I, I got into Dogecoin there for a while. Dogecoin. Oh, you got into the pronunciation too. What's what's the pronounce? How do you pronounce it? Well, I used to pronounce it Doge, but then I, I heard a lot of other people say Doge, so I end up going with that. Yeah, Doge is the way that Doge. I've always heard it pronounced. Doge. What Doge. Even, what it even are like, you? <laughs> it's like. Dog with an E, dog. <laughs> Makes perfect sense. Sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> so why you, you got into this. So you, you mined it or you bought it or you just browsed the subreddit or what what'd you do? I mined it, but I wasn't very particularly serious about mining. I when I when I started in Dogecoin it was kind of a little bit after its kind of major peak period, I guess, um, like it was right after that, it did grow a little bit while I was uh, while I was invested in it, I guess. But yeah, by the time I got into it, mining was kind of a bit full on, and so you need like the whole setup that you get, you know, the the special computers with the fancy GPUs and stuff to do the mining. So I just I, I mostly just bought. I think what I did was I bought about fifty bucks worth of Dogecoin, and I was like, you know what? If I if I lose fifty bucks, it's fifty bucks. Who cares? If I you know if I gain any money, then you know that's awesome. I didn't feel like I was really kind of you know throwing my life savings away or anything. It did grow. It actually grew a little bit, and then it then I pulled out like fifty bucks worth, and I still had effectively the same amount that I had put in. So I felt pretty good about that. And then it has since gone way down, and like I ended up pulling out of Dogecoin and completely transferred all my money over to Bitcoin, and it's now like I don't know fifteen bucks still in there. So I'm you know I'm still like I've, I consider that a win. You know that's that's really interesting. That's kind of almost the same experience I had, except I went a bit more full on. So I saw. Um, Sir Anthony Aegis, you know, one of Australia's institutions oh, yep. when it comes in, into the tech world, he yep. he got into the whole Bitcoin thing in a big way. So he bought all the GPUs. He had 17 or 18 of them like in his garage. I remember was, that being a thing. Yeah, he was doing all the sums and stuff. And yeah. at that time, I was jealous because I'm like, or envious, I guess. I'm like, I'm never going to spend that kind of money to, to do that. It sounds crazy. So I missed the whole Bitcoin craze. And then yep. I was at the very beginning of Dogecoin. I remember I was... Um, tutoring these little uni kids and they were doing some project and I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, we're building an alt thing for Dogecoin. I'm like, for what? And then they're like, look, it's this virtual coin thing. I'm like, oh, is it like Bitcoin? They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is like new and there's lots of it and like no one's mining it. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. And then they explained to me like, look, no one's into this at the moment. So it's actually really easy to mine. And so I went out and bought a GPU. I'm like, what the heck? I'm going to get on this trend. I didn't need to buy 17 of them. I need to buy one. 
And in the end, I bought two because, I don't know, it felt like, why why not go that little bit extra? And Jelly Man, I ended up becoming a, a Doge millionaire. A Doge millionaire? A Doge millionaire, yeah, look, that's right. Look, let's be honest, it was very easy to be a Doge millionaire. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was a, a Doge millionaire just with my 50 bucks worth of Doge <laughs> that I bought. So, you know, it's kind of not that big a deal. <laughs> I remember this time well, actually, Michelle, my wife, recalls it as well because for a while, they just left it running 24-7 and we had a room in the house. I think it was winter, luckily, and yeah. these two GPUs just running like 24-7 would oh. actually heat the house. Like I'm sure yeah. it was the least efficient way to heat a house, but it was, it was nice and warm. <laughs> I actually know of somebody who, I don't know if they bought into Bitcoin when they were, when it was like um, not that popular or if they mined some. I think it might have been the former, but they bought some Bitcoin and that was like before they had their major kind of peak um, growth. And like they walked away, I think, with like $20,000 or something at the time that I remember talking to them about it. It was like, what? You put like this, you know, this tiny amount of money in and you got, I think that's what got me kind of excited about Dogecoin because I was like, yes, I'm like, it's not too late for me to get into this. <laughs> yeah, but I think the problem is a lot of other people got excited the same way. And then there was, oh, there was all sorts of things going on. Like there was a whole like community kind of developed around it. I think they sponsored like a, a racing car driver and they did a few other sort of things. I think they bought some wells in Africa or something to try and try and provide it. But the problem was it always seemed like Bitcoin kind of got all the media attention. It had the whole spike and kind of yeah. stabilized. Yep. And then every single other coin that's kind of come out since then has just kind of been almost like a derivative of it. Like there's there's Bitcoin and then everything else's, you know, digital value is is measured in like how many Bitcoins is is this worth? Yeah, that's that. I mean, I mean, it is the sort of thing where Bitcoin was the first, and really, all of the altcoins they kind of are derivatives of Bitcoin. They're just named differently, but they like the way that they work is all the same. So it's not it's not as if they've done anything new and different with uh, you know with digital currency. Bitcoin is kind of the original, and everything else is almost literally a copy of that with a different name. <laughs> and some of the names are awesome. I think at one point there was there was a neon coin. There was like yep. there was just a zillion different ones. I think half of them are gone now. So the reason I bring this up is a few days ago I'm like, whatever happened to all those coins I had? Because I'd I'd saved all my my private keys and whatever like off in a, a secret location, and I'm like, I'm going to come back to this in a few years' time and check it out. And so, yep. I think two years had elapsed. I originally did this at the very start of 2014. I'm like, let's see how much money Rusty's made. And I'd it took me forever. I had to download all their stupid wallets and let them sync like the entire blockchain thing. And like days later, Jelly, days later, I had days later. 0.4 bitcoins. 0.4. 0.4. I think that's 400 MBTC or something as the cool kids say. It's it's actually like it's some money, but it's funny for like all the effort I invested in like, you know, all the trouble I went to, whatever. I'm like, I'm, I'm sitting here with $300 and $300 is like, I mean, that's money. It's, it's not, it's okay money. But for all the, I think the time and effort and everything else, I'm like, huh. Well, that was a waste of time. <laughs> Especially considering that you like you mined a bunch of it during you know the early days, I guess. Uh, that that kind of seems like you kind of ended up maybe paying more than what you actually ended up with in the long run. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to tell myself they ended up with a PC, and I, I sold one of the graphics cards, so I, I kept right. one, like sold one. But I'm sure if you actually sat down and did the maths, and the fact that I haven't done the math tells me everything I need to know that I probably <laughs> lost out, really. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I, I'm still in, like, I, I still came out ahead as far as, like, gambling goes. I, I think I made the right <laughs> calls. 
Um, because I, I mean, to be honest, I I didn't get out when I should, like probably when I at the point when I should have. But hindsight, you know, is twenty twenty. So you know, there's that. But I think it grew to about three hundred you like Australian dollars worth, and then obviously it's backed right off, and it's now it's like. Uh, you know the Bitcoin that I have now that was basically I transferred from my Dogecoin is now it's it's fifteen it's like fifteen dollars and so I, I feel like I came out ahead because I pulled out fifty bucks like as soon as I had a hundred and you know that's I think that's good. So why why do you think this is something that kind of seemed to stay in like the geek slash tech sphere? I mean. For a while there, it was like, hey, new digital country, uh, country, currency, this is the way of the future, you know, like decentralized money, that's guaranteed to blah, blah, blah. But it seems like only the geeks ever kind of got into it and everyone else was like, whoa, this is freaky. Like there's nothing physical to hold on to. Like there's the whole weirdness of like, whoa, I have a currency that I don't have. Like yeah, there was that. it just doesn't seem to have gone anywhere. Yeah, I mean... I think it kind of has gone somewhere, but it hasn't gone places like the places that we would have expected. I think, I, I think that being tech people, being kind of nerds, geeks, whatever, we expected it to be like the next big thing in economics, and uh, I feel like that's really kind of a, a uh, big thing to expect because you know, Bitcoin has to be you know be accepted by certain places in order to for it to actually you know really kind of take off. And obviously, it's not because it's effectively unregulated and places like banks and stuff wouldn't really like that. I, I feel like it probably could have been a thing if it had have gotten like proper, you know, proper support by big companies, big banks and all that sort of stuff. But the fact that it hasn't makes it seem like it's just that sort of thing that, I don't know, you, you see it a lot in like science fiction type TV shows and movies. They're like, oh, yeah, pay me in Bitcoin. But you don't really see it anywhere else unless you're kind of in some weird corner of the internet, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I have heard the fact that it's reasonably untraceable is like means it's kind of good for, you know, it's good for fraud as well as like other things. And I think to me, like more importantly that than that, it kind of embodies everything that's that's good and bad about the general sort of open source movement. Like the whole thing was decentralized, so there was no real... There was no company behind it. There was no centralized servers. There was no like one direction that everyone was going in. There was, it was very much kind of like designed by committee. So like a lot of the, the user interfaces around it were terrible. Like some oh, of the yeah. wallet softwares and things like to even send money to another person, like it was technically really simple, but the user interface for it was just like a mess. And then you had that whole like, you know, people had to choose how to promote it and how to get retailers on board. So little communities, you know, formed in different pockets of the internet, but there was no kind of one coordinated effort to be like, okay, this is who we need to go negotiate with to get us like into this store. And this is who we need to negotiate with to get us into like that store. And I feel like, you know, the whole utopian, we're going to have like an unregulated, untraceable like currency that's, you know, secure and whatever else kind of doesn't really pan out like in the real world where you've got, you know, all these banks, like you say, kind of handling everything. Yeah, I mean, it's it's this, it's the same sort of problem that we have with like the concept of all these interconnected, uh, you know, services and stuff. Like I'm going to use Siri to order a pizza and then book my flights to Tahiti. <laughs> You're really going to do that? Well, no, because A, I can't do that. Also, 
B, I, I can't really afford to trip to Tahiti right now. But more more to the point, like Siri can't necessarily talk to you know the pizza joint that I like to get my pizzas from. Uh, they can't. It can't necessarily talk to uh, you know the correct airlines and book flights for me, and also possibly make sure that I get my frequent flyer points or whatever. You know, it's all these sort of things that have to communicate together. These interconnected services that just don't you know they're, they're not interconnected they're, they're just they're just not and unless something massive happens they're probably not going to be either like it's just, it's it's unlikely that we're going to be able to do a lot of that sort of stuff in you know a reasonable amount of time in the situation that we have now because we have we have companies that like they want to be the one thing they don't want to be like a small part of a bigger thing yeah Does that make sense yeah that, that makes a lot of sense i mean the other thing about it is I think there was a lot of dodgy stuff going on in the, especially the Bitcoin world. Like there was a lot of, there was some high profile, you know, exchanges that mysteriously like lost coins or had them stolen and then went out of business and then the founders kind of disappeared. There was, there was all these companies that kind of started around it. They exploded in popularity and no one kind of stopped to ask like, wait a minute, like what, what, where are these guys based? Like what's their actual plan? Are they actually like, you know, uh, you know, honest and upfront or whatever. And there was a lot of like weird sort of sketchy stuff that, that went on. And I think that, kind of destroyed it as well i say destroyed like i know don't write to us like i know bitcoin is still a thing i know places still accept it i know potentially it could go places in the future but i feel like there were so many hurdles and the other one is that like if i want to send you money like let's say via paypal or i use my credit card if you're a merchant i tap my card on there and it's fairly instant like i stand there for maybe like 1.5 seconds and the transactions approved like with bitcoin you've got to wait for you know, all the things to get, uh, what do they call it? Confirmations or whatever, like in the blockchain. And that takes time. Yeah. Like it's not the 1.5 second transaction that, that we kind of have at the moment. Yeah, I mean, that, that's a that's a hurdle. And that's a, the that's a sort of hurdle that you have with like regular people. Like regular people, they don't really care what's going on behind the scenes to make everything work. Like, you know, blockchain, whatever, I don't really care as long as it's secure. They just want two things. They want to know it's secure and as long as they can kind of look at it, like look into it a little bit and go, yep, okay, I feel good about this, they'll use it. But also the other thing is it's got to be like massively easy and Bitcoin is the opposite of massively easy <laughs> um, because you have to have like a wallet and you have to go and, you know, set that up and find the place to, you know, to do that. And then how do you actually make payments with that? And how can I go down to, like, can I go down to my local store and use Bitcoin? No, probably not. Like it's it's the same sort of situation that we've got with things like Apple. Apple Pay and Android Pay is that what it's called? Android yeah, Pay. Android Pay. Yeah. You know, we ha- we're waiting for like banks and stores and places to like ex- start accepting it, and that's regular, like regular money, effectively, like it's regular credit cards. It's just done a little bit differently, and yet, and yet, here we are. We're expecting like the same thing from this kind of completely new currency that doesn't work with any of the old stuff. It has to have all kind of new stuff to to make it happen. Yeah, I think for me, like, the the one cool aspect of it is, like, wasn't really the the fact that it's digital. Because, I mean, technically I can send you digital money anyway. Like, the bank doesn't have the exact amount of money that's in my account sitting in an envelope, like, in a folder somewhere going, this is Russell's money. Like, it's not really how it works anymore but no i think the whole mining thing was the thing that captured like a lot of geek attention it was the fact that you know you could plug in a computer to the internet you could make it do some calculations and suddenly you had money i think that was the kind of biggest mind-blowing feature of it and that's not yeah. really a thing anymore 
Like you well, can't you can't really do that with Bitcoin anymore. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty quickly not a thing too. Like it was once Bitcoin made it to a reasonable level of value, I guess it became this thing where it's no longer even feasible to for a person to just you know, plug in a computer and start running, like you know, start mining for for Bitcoin. That went out very quickly with Bitcoin. I think that's part of the reason why a bunch of altcoins popped up because people wanted a coin that they could mine quite easily and therefore make a lot of money, but uh, that's kind of not how it works. Yeah, it's it's one of these it's one of those things where it's just it's unfeasible like for people to to create new bitcoin, but it sounds good. Like it sounds like it's the sort of thing that you would do. It's it, it I mean it's effectively gambling, honestly. The whole the whole thing is it kind of strikes me that way because it's the sort of thing where you invest a bunch of money in it, and you don't really know how much unless you sit down and do the calculations and then you get, "Yeah, I've got like Point two Bitcoin. Eh. <laughs> I don't know if it's gambling. I guess it is a little bit. I reckon it's more like share trading. Like especially yeah. when you want to transfer from like one coin to another, the, the things just look like share trading interfaces. Like to the point where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. But I mean, share trading kind of is gambling. Um, if yeah. if in if you don't know enough about it, like it's it's you're taking uh, effectively guesses. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely true. So where. Okay, like where where do you reckon this is headed? Like, does Bitcoin have a bright future? Like, wh- where is this going to kind of find its niche, or will there be something completely different? Like, what what is this going to look like in the future? I think Bitcoin has had its heyday in the in the real world. Anyway, I mean, like I said before, science fiction TV shows love it. There was a show a while ago called Almost Human with Carl Urban in it um, and Michael Ely, and they used Bitcoin in that. Uh, in that show as currency because it was set in the future they use that they use bitcoin in that like as the currency i know that i keep seeing in like in mr robot i keep seeing bitcoin signs as well as e coin signs as you know for e corp so it's like it's definitely taking the interest of sci-fi you know writers and and that sort of thing but i i honestly think it's kind of had its day like i i feel like with with certain with with coin like with coins like this just like it as you know with games or with um with you know movies or with that with anything really you have kind of a small window of time where you can kind of you, you can go from being like nothing to being you know massive and then you've kind of got it like during that time where you're massive you've got then a like a a ticking clock as to when you can kind of take over and be the thing, like be the thing that everybody uses. And given how much progress Bitcoin has made in the last even like 18 months, I'm going to go with it's it's done. Like it's wherever it's at right now, I don't think it's going to go any further than right now. Yeah, I, I think I mostly agree with you. I don't know if I'm as pessimistic, but I think I definitely <laughs> agree that it's it kind of reaches peak and where it goes from here is maybe it'll settle like into a few niche things or whatever. So I think we've almost come up with a regular segment here, Jelly, where there's there's something that's that's wrong, something that's not quite right, something that's that's flailing a little bit like Bitcoin. Yeah. And we, we have to reinvent it. I think we need topical okay. coin. Top topical coin. Okay. Topical coin. Okay. Yep. You mine it weekly maybe? Mine it weekly. Yeah. I can yeah. see th- So so how like 
How do you mine something weekly? Do you only like turn your computer on once a week? Is oh, that no, no, no? We've got to get away from the computer because I think that oh. was that attracted the geeks. Maybe right? that's the problem. Maybe yeah. maybe because it's we're we're living in a post PC world. Maybe exactly. we need something that goes on your like your mobile. Oh, like yeah. on your the iPad's meant to be the future of computing, right? Oh, you know what? We could we could embed it into like in into like an uh, uh, an audio file and send it out to your. Like your you know to your phones each week, and they that that is how you mine your coins by by listening to this oh, audio file. I like that, and then at the yeah. end you're like, you have earned thirty three topical coins. You're like, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. And then yeah. what? How, how do you? Okay, so you you earn them in the app. Apps are cool. Like PCs are yeah. dead. Graphics yeah. cards. Who yeah, cares? Totally, totally. Okay, so now I have all this topical coin. Like, what do I do? Yeah. With it? Uh, so what you do is you take all of your your virtual coins and you put them in a virtual pile. Oh, I like that big, big pile, big, big, big fancy pile. animation of them like raining from the sky. Yep, and then yeah. you cover them in virtual, uh, virtual like gasoline or petrol or you know something flammable. I think, yeah. Ooh. And then, and then what you do is you virtually set it on fire and it goes, <laughs> va boom. <laughs> <laughs> 